Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of The Promise. Be careful. Thank you. Is at your feet, Mikhail. Two hours proud. You're going to become a doctor? Yes, it's my passion. Christopher Myers. Chris is a star reporter for the Associated Press. A toast to old friends and new. Bravo! <laughs> Anna is a fine woman, Mikhail. You make me feel I've come home. She's very fond of you, it's obvious. It's very dangerous for Armenians right now. I want to get you out of here. If it's not safe for me, then it's not safe for any of my people. What is the Associated Press doing here? Reporting on the war. There's no war here. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for The Promise. And the story is as follows. Brilliant medical student Mikhail meets beautiful dance instructor Anya in late 1914. Their shared Armenian heritage sparks an attraction that explodes into a romantic rivalry between Mikhail and Anya's boyfriend, uh, Chris Myers, an American journalist whose dedication to exposing the truth as the Ottoman Empire crumbles into war-torn chaos. The two conflicting passions must be deferred as they join forces to get themselves and their people to safety. The film stars Oscar Isaac, Charlotte Lebon, Christian Bale, Daniel Jimenez, Cacho, Sharora Agdashlu, and Rade Sabedzizia. I can't, I, I try. The team is Terry George is the uh, writer, uh, co-writer rather, and director of this film along with uh Robin Swicord, who is uh, the other writer on this movie. And joining me for this review, I have Kristen Lopez. Hello, everybody. Okay, so Kristen, um, I've been hearing about this film for a while. Um, ever since it debuted, I believe it was at, I want to say TIFF. Um, but sometime like in the early fall, I feel like we've been hearing about this movie. People thought it was going to get released around last year's uh, Oscar season, and it did not. It got pushed back to this year. Um, heading into this, I can tell you this, uh, I, I'm a fan of Hotel Rwanda. That's pretty much the only Terry George film that he's ever directed that I'm actually a fan of. Um, I like Oscar Isaac. I like Christian Bale. Um, I was pretty, pretty much set for this movie. Um, and I'll let you know what my thoughts are in a moment, but let's hear yours first. So yeah, I've been following this movie for the greater part of a year since it was announced that Oscar Isaac was going to do it. So I followed the initial bad press that it got when it went to Toronto, and it hasn't gotten better since. And I hate to say that, because especially considering that I've talked to Terry George 
uh, about this movie. It's fine. It's very, very blah. Um, which is funny because Terry George had, has mentioned that he was going for a, a classic film a la Dr. Zhivago, which you can really see they ape a lot of Dr. Zhivago. Um, he also referenced... Oh, yeah. Re- yeah, he also referenced Red's um, Lawrence of Arabia, stuff like that. So I get, yeah. I get the mentality. You can see it in the film. Um, but the problem is... And it's a similar problem that the other Armenian genocide film that came out recently, uh, The Ottoman Lieutenant, which Terry George says was created by the opposition, essentially, um, because there are still several countries that acknowledge or that refuse to acknowledge that the Armenians were even killed. Um, They're like the Holocaust deniers, only like bigger assholes. Um, So... I hate to say that the movie isn't good. It's just passable. The story is fine. The acting is good. But it feels very long. Um, It feels like stuff stuff we've seen before, especially because there are so many Holocaust-esque movies that watching some of the beats just... There's nothing that really differentiates this as the Armenian story, other than the characters are Armenian and, you know, you have characters who say they are Armenian, um, who talk with exaggerated accents, um, who aren't, and that's Oscar Isaac included. Um, I, it's, it's a very perfunctory melodrama. Okay, so I want to comment on one thing, first of all, and that is, yes, the length of this movie. I was amazed when I looked at my watch and I realized that this film is not two and a half hours, it is shorter than that. It's like two hours and 15 minutes. Now, granted, it's only like a 15 minute differential here we're talking, but still, it's not two and a half hours. And it feels like it's two and a half hours when you watch it, though. Um, there's a lot of set pieces in this movie, and a lot actually happens um, to the point where. At a certain point, I started to wonder if they were cramming way too much story into this film, way too much, and not giving it a chance to breathe. Luckily, um, that's not the film's problem. (laughs) The pacing of this movie, I think, is absolutely fine, actually, for the most part. I never not once thought it was boring. I don't understand people that say that this film is boring. I don't get that. What I do understand, and what I am totally, 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 totally... Uh, against for this movie is this forced love triangle between Mikhail, Chris Myers, and Anya that unfortunately makes this less like Schindler's List or hell, not even as good as Hotel Rwanda and more like, dare I say, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and and I'm probably one of the few Pearl Harbor apologists out there because I can, again, see where Michael Bay is going. It's very easy to try to make a old-fashioned romance a la something like Dr. Zhivago or, you know, take any kind of love triangle from the 40s and, and or the 30s and try to make that into a movie. It's a very appealing prospect. And this almost succeeds, though. The real problem is that it's not the love story itself, it's how it's actually plotted and how it resolves itself at the end. There was a very easy solution to make this love story actually work. And Terry George doesn't do it. Instead, Mikhail 
has a another woman that he is promised to that they don't actually talk about like in the marketing material i feel like it's just these three characters that are talked about so immediately you think he's like kind of an asshole for like ditching her for this hot new thing that comes along in his in his life basically so you you kind of don't know who to root for because christian bale's also kind of portrayed as a little bit of an asshole but you but as the movie goes on you both like them because they both do like heroic things and you're just thinking to yourself which one's going to end up with the girl but then your allegiance is torn because then you're saying to yourself who cares who ends up with the girl these people are fighting for their lives like who cares who gets the bow in charlotte Bomb when all this is done done with you know what i mean i i just like felt thought that was very mixed up and then that ending oh my god the let me put it let me spoiler alert only i'm not going to reveal it one of the three principles dies, and it's the wrong person. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I'm going to try to remember what I was going to say. Because um, I had a couple things. Well, well, I, well, do you agree with me? Well, I, I don't want to throw in the ending right now. I want to kind of broach the subject by kind of okay, prefacing other fair. things. So I, I, just, I just saw the film, like literally just came back from it, so it's like very fresh in my mind, and I'm clearly upset about it because... I really feel that this subject matter is extremely important and really, really, really deserves its due with a film that is worthy of how important this subject matter is. And even though the production values are all there and, you know, the intentions are good, the film is ultimately derailed or drowned, I guess you could say, uh, by the end of this movie. Okay, so... Some of the issues that I have, and it's with the romance specifically, because the problem is, is that you really, and, and Matt's right, you don't need a love triangle to tell this story. Charlotte Lebon's character is completely unnecessary. Her story is not interesting. It's very reductive. Um, she goes from being the sophisticate to being the mother of orphans. <laughs> and Ter- Terry George had a really great explanation for that. And and I tried to go along with it. And I still disagree with his method. Um, but that's that's her arc. Um, and I think it's completely unnecessary. You can do that type of character. But Charlotte Le Bon really doesn't have the personality to carry it off when she's playing a sophisticate. She doesn't really sell it. She's very He's attracted to her because she's pretty. That's pretty much all you're given. I don't feel, and she mentions being a proud Armenian, and I don't think Charlotte Le Bon is Armenian in any way, so I kind of had to snigger there. Um, but, you know, he's introduced, uh, Oscar Isaac's character's introduced to her doing ballet moves with children. Um, I was like, oh, so you like her because she's delicate, she's fragile, but at the same time, Angela Serafian, who is the other woman that he is promised to, is also very life and beautiful so there's really no distinction there you can essentially remove charlotte lebon and make her character angela serafian's character and make that story more compelling because she is the woman that he doesn't want to marry and eventually learns to care about her the problem is is that the romance element is truncated in this story that is already overly expansive so when, yeah. when the, my, my friend actually looked at me after the movie was over and was all, well, what was the promise then? You know, because the promise yes. initially oh. is that he is going to marry Angela Serafian's character. But then 
that character disappears at a certain point during the movie, and the promise then becomes what? And if the promise is to never forget the Armenian genocide, well, that is two different things, one of which doesn't really go with the other. Um, And it culminates with Oscar Isaac and bad old age makeup, which keeps me saying, old age makeup is always horrible. Stop trying to make it a thing. It's not J. Edgar bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually (laughs) thought it was pretty convincing. It's not J. I I say it's, it's not. I bought into it. I say it's not J. Edgar bad but it's not great. Um, It still looks like a guy slathered in makeup. Um, But, so you have that element. Um, The the Oscar Isaac storyline is very interesting. That should be the entire impetus of the movie. Him trying to get through this genocide alive. Christian Bale's character is also very fascinating because he's trying to tell this story from the and, and I get the reason why they don't give him too much. They don't want to talk about white American exceptionalism, our own history mm-hmm. of genocide. I get all that. But then his character is way too interesting, and it w- works better because he is a neutral-ish third party. Um, Charlotte Lebon is but, just— But really quickly about white exceptionalism for a minute, they do have that one scene in the movie where uh, I think it's James Cromwell. It's James Cromwell, yeah. James Cromwell, sorry, I said his name wrong. Oh, God. Uh, he has a lay of the smackdown uh, scene where he, He's like, literally got one scene. Becomes, yeah, and he, like, literally becomes the rock in this scene. <laughs> and he just literally tells this one Turkish guy to just basically shut the fuck up and just kind of, like, walks out of the room like a boss. And my theater went nuts during this scene. I just want to say for the <laughs> record. But I love that that went to him in this one scene and it didn't necessarily go to Christian Bale entirely where he was kind of seen as the white American savior, so to speak. Yeah. Although he does do some heroic acts uh, in in the third act of this film uh, that do make him extremely likable. Yeah, and as to what you were saying with the ending, it's ridiculous, especially in light of the fact that you know who survives? Men in this movie. Um, <laughs> and and the little girl, who they keep hyping as being important. I'm not really sure for what, except for the third act, like, um, you know, connection to the Holocaust. Um, but you have this death in the, in the end that plays like they're trying. That's ultimately what this movie, that's the reference I want to keep making. This movie wants to be Titanic. And it's not Titanic. Um, oh, see, now I didn't get that at all because Titanic's about youthful, like young, doomed romance. This is more like melodramatic adult romance that is messy and I complex. think that that's the 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 concept though, because even Titanic has that throwback to old '40s films. I think that's kind of the road it's trying to go down. Um, but the the death at the end feels very Titanic-y. And it doesn't have the same impact because of how it's filmed very fast. So you're kind of like, oh, okay, this character ends up in water. And it literally takes about all of about 10 seconds for this death to happen. And then we cut to, you know, like 10 years or 15 years later. And you're like, wait, there's no time to stop and process any emotion. And I think that that's a detriment, not at the end. But there is a scene where um, Mikhail goes to the, 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 the woods. There's a scene in the woods. And the pers- he's, he's confronted with all of these bodies of his family and his loved ones. And that's a really powerful moment. 
that is immediately yes. negated with an action scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, to the point where I just feel like, narratively speaking, I feel like Terry George is trying to juggle way too much here because they have to service this love story. Take away the love story. Yeah. I, I believe wholeheartedly that there is a YouTube re-edit that exists somewhere that someone could chop down this two-hour, 15-minute movie down to like an hour and a half, I'm sure. Yeah. And it could be all about Mikael's like struggle and all of the parts of the movie that just deal with, you know, the you know, the, the genocide aspect and doesn't deal with the love triangle um as much. It could just be about these three main characters simply trying to survive. You don't have to have them actually be in love with each other. No. And there are there are other scenes where tone doesn't work. There's comedy lines that are immediately followed with like Oscar Isaac mooning over Charlotte LeBon where you're like okay tone guys um there and even the way the romance is perpetuated I've seen Oscar Isaac be romantical okay it's possible he is not in this movie <laughs> um he's I, just nice to her he's just nice he's pleasant there is literally a scene where they're sitting in church and they're like holding hands or something and I'm sitting there and I started laughing and I tried really hard. It's supposed to be like there's a choir singing. It's supposed to be this grand moment and the look on Oscar Isaac's face, I looked at my friend Amal. I'm not sure if he's overwhelmed with love or if he's got a boner right now, but it's not working. The tone here is just not a thing that that he's able to convey um, and it's really weird. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just simply the fact that he finds her attractive. Uh, she finds him attractive. And they're both really they're horny. They're both Armenian. <laughs> and, you know, she's not having the best relationship with Christian Bale right now. And it's like, okay, let's do this. I just feel that this whole thing is just so misguided from the start. And I hate that we're spending so much time on this because what we really should be spending more time on is how well Terry George still is able to handle the actual um, horrors of the genocide and the tension and the suspense he's able to conjure up and the scale too. Like I was saying, there's some set pieces in this that, you know, you've got Oscar Isaac hanging off of a train. You've got, you know, dynamite explosions. You've got gunfights. You've got sweeping cinematography. There is so much going on that when this was over, I was like, I got to see what the production budget was on this. I looked it up. It's $100 million. And then it finally dawned on me, Kristen, they were only going to get this money if they put a romance movie in it because that's what Titanic did and it worked for Titanic, didn't it? So I, I can't help but feel like in order to secure that kind of money, there had to be some sort of influence that forced this upon them because it feels like it's forced upon us. It really does. Well, and I think you also have to deal with the fact that you have two main acting talents. You know, you have the internet's boyfriend, which is Oscar Isaac, and you have Batman, creative Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you have these two actors and it's, it's great to make a big swoony romance where they can be cutesy. Um, and, and I can they see the appeal. They could a romance where they're best friends or something. Like, exactly. You know. Oh my God, make the romance about... And see, I was told, and somebody could tell me if this was apocryphal or not, this could be total bullshit. I was told that when this movie was originally announced, there was no lady involved, and it was the dudes. Um, 
that we're getting all romantical. And um, to that, I would have said, yes, let's make this a thing. Um, again, somebody can tell me that that was a rumor that got spread around, but that is what I was told the movie was initially about, um, that it was gay cowboys in Armenia or something like that. Um, but <laughs> but I would have supported that. I would have been okay with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- the movie's gorgeous. There, are, I'm, I'm a fan... You're talking to the gal who praised Assassin's Creed for its set design. Um, I am a sucker for for old architecture and everything being lit by torchlight. I mean, it's beautiful, beautifully set. And there are things that I liked about it. Oscar Isaac's great. He's always good. You know, even when he's terrible in a movie, he's still good. Like um, X-Men Apocalypse. Like, okay, never mind. That's an outlier. Okay, so even when he's really bad, he tries very hard. And you can ignore the fact that he's not Armenian. Okay, a lot of people, you know, the only Armenian in this movie is like Angela Serafian. Um, But he's great. Christian Bale, I really like. Um, He plays an asshole very well. Um, And he tries very hard to convey what little his character has. His character works best when, again, the love story is removed. Um, I loved Angela Serafian in a very small role as the the nice girl who wants this very average life um, and thinks that she's like hit the jackpot because she's got Oscar Isaac. I loved her character. Um, I like Shiresh Adashalu and everything. She's amazing as, as Oscar Isaac's mom. Um, yes. I just wanted, you can tell a big story by narrowing in on character. There are too many characters. Um, and the, the guy who was the friend, um, who kept getting them out of trouble. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Also, it's a yes. very interesting story. So you have these individual bits. I think if the movie had nar- had paired pared down on some of those things um it would feel a lot more focused than it is as as it is it's hard not it's hard to care for everything or for anything when everything is supposed to be of equal importance in this movie can i can i just uh get your opinion on something here um in regards to the critical backlash towards this film i get i had the impression and i could be wrong that Critics are really trashing this movie where I feel like you and I are more like in the middle. Do you feel that like this movie is getting a bad rap ultimately or do you feel that maybe some of that critical backlash um, may be influenced in any way, shape or form? Well, you know, there are always rumors. There are rumors that that Turkish uh, deniers of the Armenian genocide are downgrading this on IMDb and. Um, I think that oh, that's not a rumor. I think based true. on the amount of votes it's gotten, it has to be real. Yeah, I mean, it's um, just obscene. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Terry George has been very vocal about the fact that the Turkish government has has pretty much tried to to destroy the film. Um, and I think that a lot of the critics that I respect and trust who saw this at TIFF were really upset by the fact that this is a story that they felt was very important that had not been discussed on film and deserved yes. a movie. And that the film had gone Hollywood on it. Yes. Okay. You just, I was struggling to say it for the last 20 minutes, but I think you literally just summed it up for me. That was the line right there. The funny thing is, is uh, as we're recording this, I am looking at a commercial for this movie right now. And the emphasis is not necessarily on the love story um, in the trailers that they're advertising, um, which I think is going to surprise a lot of people. But then at the same time, the way audiences are right now about escapism, 
this could go over like gangbusters, you know, because well, I, I think my audience responded very well to this film. It had uh, clapping at the end of the film uh, from everybody that was there. I think that might work in their favor, because if you think about it, we're living in times right now that are very contentious and audiences are not really looking for a movie that's going to talk about war and, you know, this movie, it's it's um, something that, you know, James Gray had mentioned to me about doing per- period pieces. You want to have distance so that you can talk about the past, but also talk about the future and how the past has influenced it. So if anything, I think people watching this who are going to want that Oscar Isaac love story are hopefully going to learn about something that they didn't know about, because I guarantee you. 90% of most mass audiences are not going to know about Armenian genocide at all. If they can even tell you where Armenians live that aren't the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so with that said, let's move over to final thoughts, Oscar potential, grade out of 10. What do you give it, Kristen? I love Oscar Isaac. Um, and I saw this movie because he's there. It was great to see him. Um, even though he runs like a girl at a certain point in this movie. Um... I thought it was fine. It's it's beautifully filmed. It's got some good moments, but everything is just good. Um, and I think it could have been better. It should be better than good. It shouldn't just settle on being passable. Um, with a cast like that, with Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale, you should be aiming for the fences. Um, and I think that this movie doesn't. Um, this is like in secret level Oscar Isaac, only not nearly as fun. Um, so I had a pleasant time. I'll probably buy this movie because I buy all of them. Um, but I, I guarantee you I'm not going to remember this in a couple weeks. I saw this over... Uh, I saw this on Wednesday. and I rem- Last Wednesday. And I remember very little right now other than Oscar Isaac was in it. Um, so I don't see any Oscar potential for this at all. Even though I know they're, they're helming a very contentious campaign right now. Um, they're doing a, a lot of big things. They did a press day in Sacramento, which never happens. Um, they have a lot of big money behind this, but I don't see it getting any Oscar potential. Maybe Globe. It's a weak, weak field. Um, grade out of 10, this is going to get a 6. Um, it's fine, but it's frustrating that it's fine. I agree with you on the frustrating bit. I agree with you on most of the points overall. Um, as for me, no Oscar for Oscar. Hey. Hey. Uh, well, you know, we're just waiting. We're just marking time till Suburbicon. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, really no Oscar potential for this movie. Uh, unfortunately, too early in the year. There's too much stuff that still has to come out. This is not going to, unfortunately, be that well reviewed. Um, and it is such a shame because, like I said before, this is very, very important subject matter that really deserves its due on film in a dramatization form. Uh, and it deserves these big name stars. It deserves to have this much uh, a hype and press around it to get it this kind of a uh, platform. Maybe general audience members will respond in kind to it. Maybe. I, I really honestly don't know. Because I also don't know how in 2017 you sell to a mass audience do you want to go see a movie about a genocide? It's the it's the uh, it's the do you want to build a snowman of 2017? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I'm also very very amazed too that Terry George, both with Hotel Rwanda and with this, was able to make um, uh, two genocide films that were both rated PG-13. I want to just say for the record that I'm usually very weary sometimes when um, a movie is PG-13, PG-13, but. 
because I feel like you can obviously just get away with more with an R and thus be able to expand uh, narrative storytelling a little bit further. But I actually, there were moments when I watched this movie and I, and I forgot that. And the same feeling that I think I would have experienced had this movie been rated R, I think I still would have gotten anyway. Um, I didn't need to see, you know, brutal slaughter and um, lots of blood and things like that. I didn't need that with this. I got what I needed to get out of it to feel its emotional impact so much so that you know by the end of the film when it gets to like the closing credits and the final images are flashing on the screen I did get a little emotional at that point um you know this is a very very important uh subject and I don't normally do this but my grade out of 10 is a 5 out of 10 uh that's my own personal grade here but I'm still going to recommend that everyone sees this movie. You, you don't have to watch it again. I'm not asking you to do that. Heck, I, I probably won't even watch it again. Because quite honestly, I didn't really enjoy it that much to want to watch it again. But I think everybody should see it because it is um, in this big, neat package. It's not something that you just are going to read in a history book or watch a little made documentary on YouTube or whatever. This is something that, you know, if you love movies... This is a subject that really, really deserved a movie. It got a movie. It's, to your point, fine. There are some huge problems with it to the point where I'd probably be grading it much lower. Uh, But the five is very generous in my opinion. So I urge everyone to still go out and see it. I think the subject matter warrants it. I think it's important enough. And I think that the conversation should keep on going. All right. With that said, Kristen, where can they find you on Twitter? I am on Twitter at journeys underscore film. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and Player FM. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. You can leave us a review on iTunes if you would like when this is all said and done. We will see you all next time. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.